Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by funding through the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Most children, at some point, with all the people in their lives, are going to tell a lie or a falsehood or a tall tale. And guess who that really gets under the skin of? Us, the adults. When kids do lie or make up stories, it does not mean that they're bad people, that they will become bad people, or that they're surrounded by bad people. Here's the thing. It isn't until they're at least three and a half years or older that kids even typically have the skills to lie or intentionally deceive us. Because in order to lie, because in order to lie, you have to be able to think quickly and calmly and make something up, like talking about abstract things, things that aren't happening right now. And remember the old brainstem and limbic system and how they pretty much run the show for kids that age? Not that prefrontal thinking, decision-making, rational part of the brain. Knowing that children's understanding of the importance of being truthful is still developing as they learn about right and wrong, how do we flip the script and use those falsehoods or lies that children employ as a teaching tool? Well, let's talk about it. There is this amazing reference book that I have all kinds of sticky notes in and highlighter marks on and notes in the margins of, a book that I go back to time and time again. It's called So This Is Normal Too by Deborah Hewitt. And in the chapter entitled, I Am Telling the Truth, Tall Tales and Falsehoods, she breaks down how to handle children telling falsehoods into six different questions to ask yourself when that happens. So question number one, is the story, you know, what we're calling a lie, is the story partially true? Are the facts starting to get a little twisted and hard to believe? Or remember, kids this age do not have a great sense of time and space. They tend to confuse what they saw on TV with what happened in real life and when it happened. They're, they're still trying to understand the idea between real and pretend. They're developing that, that abstract symbolic thinking skill. Uh, you could talk about the difference between real and pretend, like maybe when you're in the block area building a spaceship that's going to go to the moon. Is that real or pretend? Children this age also have very vivid and active imaginations. And this is a good thing. They even begin to believe that the stories that they're telling are true. Right? So try to understand why they wish it were true. That would be so cool if that did happen. And appreciate their ability to tell those elaborate stories. Like maybe give them an opportunity to tell you a story that you write down or record. Question two to ask yourself. Is she describing her own strengths and abilities? So by saying that she's able to do something that maybe she isn't, like I can climb all the way to the top of the climber by myself, maybe she's trying to get some recognition of what she can do. So I don't want to correct or draw attention to the inconsistency in her skills and what she's saying, but instead encourage her to keep at it. I did see you climbing on the climber. I bet if you keep practicing, you will get all the way to the top and I will be right here to keep you safe. Question three, is he trying to avoid being embarrassed or to keep something private? Not unlike adults, kids want to cover up the truth when they make a mistake. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, we want to avoid asking those questions that lead them 
to maybe lie to us about what happened. Like, did you do that? And instead ask, I see there's marker all over the wall in your body. What happened? Giving them the opportunity to admit when something has happened. For example, especially with when we're talking about avoiding embarrassment or um, keeping something private, a child who's maybe had an accident and wet their pants, you know, instead of, you wet your pants? Why? You know, to say, I see that you've wet your pants. Would you like to go to the bathroom and I'll get your stuff for you? Right? It's okay. Those things happen, but let's not teach them to lie to us about it. So question number four that Deborah Hewitt talks about is to ask yourself, is she bending the truth to get what she wants? Yep, I know. Sounds manipulative, doesn't it? But remember, they're living in or starting to come out of that toddler bubble, right? Where I looked at it, it's mine. I wanted it's mine. And no one could ever feel the same way I do. They're learning to develop that empathy. They're in that egocentric bubble of me, mine. Instead of asking, did you wash your hands? Go with them. Supervise. Model. Don't give them the opportunity to lie to you because they were super hungry and excited for lunch and didn't want to or didn't remember to take the time to wash their hands first. Question five asks, is he testing a boundary with you? Right? We know that children, when we feel like we're being manipulated, it's them testing a boundary to make sure we're going to be consistent. So maybe he's looking for some control. Kids have control over when they eat, sleep, and poop. So we got to find some ways to give them control during the day so they don't have to fight for it or lie to get it. We want to offer choices, use a timer, give them jobs, etc. And then the final question that she shares when handling a child lying to you is to ask yourself, Is she telling a falsehood to avoid punishment or some other activity she doesn't like? Right? Unfortunately, sometimes children lie because they're worried about how the adult is going to react. That means that you must learn how to regulate your reaction to the usually developmentally appropriate misbehavior of the children in your care. Provide calm, positive guidance. Be consistent in your reaction and redirection. Model respect by giving the child the opportunity to explain what happened and their role in it. And so important, allow children to make mistakes. Uh Uh-oh, you spilled your milk. What should we do? Get a paper towel? Let children see you make mistakes. Talk about the mistakes you make. Show them that it's okay. This is how we fix it and we move on. So I know we've talked about a few other examples of what to say instead, how to handle the situation. But I think a really big part of lying is helping to teach children the difference between something that is true and something that is untrue. And a great way to teach this is just to make it kind of a game. Not during a time of stress. This is not to shame or punish or call a child out for a misbehavior. It's just kind of a fun little thing to do 
that gives children a safe place to talk about what's true and what's not true. So like starting starting with things that they can see, touch here, right? So I might say, my hair is brown. That's true. The sky is green. Oh, that is not true. The sky is blue. I'm wearing a gray sweatshirt. That is true. My name is George. Not true. My name is Sarah. And so once we kind of begin to practice that and have a concept of that, then you can start to move on to more abstract topics, like things that they can't sense right now, things that may happen in the future or have happened in the past. You might say, if I broke a toy and then said I didn't do it, would that be true or untrue? Or if I drank all the milk in my cup and said my cup is empty, would that be true or untrue? So those are still abstract in that they're not happening right now, but they're still concrete enough examples that a child can picture those things happening in their brain. So then we want to let them know that when someone says something that is untrue, it's called a lie and that it is important to tell the truth so that people can trust and help them and so that they know what to do differently next time. And I think for me, the most important part about this is you as the adult have to tell the truth. Here's the thing. Your lie becomes their truth. And oftentimes, I don't think we do it intentionally. We want to avoid an unpleasant conversation. Um, as a teacher, multiple times, I had children that would ask me questions like about religion or sex or things like that, that... Um, have culturally different answers. And instead of lying to the child or putting the child off, I would often say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. Let's write it down on a sticky note and we will give it to mom or dad when they pick up so that they can help us find the answer. Because my lie or my exaggeration or my excuse becomes their truth. And I think as an adult, I know I'm guilty of doing things like giving excuses to avoid something unpleasant or something I don't want to do. Like, I'm sorry, I can't come. I have to take my dog to the vet, which really is me saying I don't want to come, but I feel guilty telling you no. So I have to come up with an excuse to make it less uncomfortable. So I think that we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, especially when we're teaching children, because the things we teach them and tell them become their inner voice, become their inner dialogue, become their inner guiders. And if we're telling them things just to avoid the situation or because it's uncomfortable, I think that leads to a lot of things that we want to avoid. And no, I'm not saying to tell them all the specifics about where babies come from. But don't lie to children. And if you aren't comfortable as a teacher, answering those questions, try the sticky note trick. And as a parent, <laughs> well, I would say if you're not comfortable with those questions, you can tell them that you want to get back with them so that you have the right answer that you want to research first. And you can also just ask them what they think the answer to the question is. You might be surprised at their answer. So in closing, I just want to say that lying is the brain believing it's not safe to tell the truth. When a child continuously tells you the same story or denies something, 
believe them. This teaches her to trust you. Remind her that everyone makes mistakes and that you are a safe person to come to when things don't go as planned. And when children do tell the truth, thank them for their honesty. Acknowledge that it can be hard to tell the truth sometimes. All right, that's it. We'll see you next week. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. See you next time on Kids These Days.